Welcome to Treasury Talk in Your Small Business, a podcast for small business owners hosted by Michigan State Treasurer Rachel Eubanks. Our trending topics with subject matter experts will include cybersecurity, tax prep, continuous improvement, economic impacts, and inclusion and diversity. Listen for takeaways that will support you and your company. Hello to our listeners. I'm Rachel Eubanks, and this is Treasury Talk. Today, we're talking with Ashley Kukendall, Director of Treasury's Recruitment, Development, and Inclusion Division. Ashley began her professional career working in the financial industry before transitioning to state government and has significant expertise with navigating corporate structures as a minority. Her current role focuses on recruitment and retention, professional development, cultural awareness, and strategic planning for the Department of Treasury. Welcome, Ashley. I thank you so much, Treasurer Eubanks. I'm pleased to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity to highlight some effective strategies that will help build and grow some inclusive environments for our Michigan small businesses. Let's let's talk a little bit about building an inclusive environment. So what does building an inclusive environment for a small business mean exactly? When you think about creating inclusive environments, it's really just the act of considering how other people are able to engage with your business and being thoughtful about removing any barriers that may prohibit people from having the kind of engagement with you or your products that you want. Um, Of course, as individuals, we are often thinking about or engaging in our communities with the understandings that we have through our own lived experiences and our own lives. Um, But our lived experiences are shaped by a lot of different factors. I mean, something as simple as being from an urban area versus maybe a rural area or a suburban area can change how we view some of our communities and the needs of those people in our communities. And of course, the more we're exposed to differences through other people and their needs, we can be a little more mindful about how we tailor those structures. How does a business owner begin to create an inclusive workplace? As a business owner, we can definitely start to think about how we build and grow our inclusive environments by just taking some time to be intentional around evaluating our barriers that we may have for other people and working hard to remove some of those unintended barriers for our customers. Of course, removing those barriers for those small businesses will help everyone be able to contribute to their consumer base and may even help increase some of their product sales and profit margins for the business as well. I think that's a great point. Removing barriers and prioritizing inclusion is great for business. So I'm glad that you focused on that. Um, but, and we focus on that too, within, even in the department. So at Treasury, we recognize the importance of an inclusive environment, and we've been working on the process of evaluation that you just mentioned. So we're making positive changes to reflect the diversity of our employees and our customers. So can you expand on Treasury's efforts a little before diving into concrete strategies for small business? As a state government department, we have a very diverse workforce and a very diverse constituent base. And Treasury has a really strong value and commitment to growing our inclusive environments and building our diversity. Of course, it's important to acknowledge for a lot of people, the conversation around diversity, equity, and inclusion may have had a stronger focus on maybe just race and gender. And and while those are important and impactful topics, we don't shy away from here at the Department of Treasury, We recognize that creating a sense of belonging and building real inclusion encompasses so much more. Uh, We recognize that, of course, the state of Michigan Elliott Larson Act has 10 protected classes, um, but protected classes aren't the only thing that we focus on. 
at Treasury, we're intentional around discussing the intersectionality of identity or to use Treasury Eubanks words, right? Encouraging people to be their best selves so they can do their best work and thoughtfully allowing people to be authentic and it's meaningful for our engagement. I believe we're making positive changes at Treasury to reflect the diversity of our employees and our customers. We go over a couple of strategies that small businesses could use to create a supportive environment for their employees. One of our engagement strategies we've worked really hard to build and develop over the past few years have been our Treasury Employee Resource Groups or our ERGs. Uh, in Treasury, we currently have six ERGs, including our Black History Committee, which by the way, will be hosting a phenomenal program entitled Evolution and Expression of African-American Hair. Um, and it's taking place this February in honor and celebration of Black uh, History Month in February. And we're really excited to think about how hair culture has changed in the Black community over time and ultimately help educate and provide some cultural awareness for people who may not have been as aware. I think it really goes a long way in us having some thoughtful conversations and thinking about life from another lens. Um, we also have our Hispanic Heritage Committee, our Pride Alliance, Supporting Women at Treasury, our Health and Wellness Group, and our Treasury Veterans Group. Um, and one of the things we love to talk about here in our department when it comes to our employee resource groups is every employee within, within our department, excuse me, is welcome to join any of our employee resource groups. They don't have to identify with the group that they want to join in order to be a part of the committee. And that's really, really important for building those meaningful relationships and creating opportunity for awareness and everyone to engage. So that's something we've been really proud of and that we continue to work towards building in a very inclusive manner. Creating awareness and opening opportunities for employees to learn from each other makes a group stronger. How can small business use cultural awareness to be more sensitive of their customer base? We released a specific Treasury 2023 recognized their celebratory list that created awareness of various cultural celebratory days um, that will allow us to be more meaningful around how we engage with our stakeholders. For example, one of the things on that list is going to highlight the religious holiday Ramadan, which for 2023 will be celebrated March 22nd through April 21st. This is a period where individuals who observe will be fasting or abstaining from food while the sun is risen, and as a department, we want to be mindful of how we encourage our staff and our employees to engage with people who will be observing. So we ask that we may, you know, limit employee lunches during this time so people who cannot engage don't feel any additional pressures and minimize some of the things like eating in meetings or eating on cameras. Again, just to be a little more thoughtful for how it could impact others who are around us, right? It's just taking the moment to be uh, aware of how others receive the things that we do. I love that really specific takeaway of how people's real lives are impacted um, in ways that may be different from us. So Ashley, I appreciate you sharing that example. Uh, and you know, a lot of these things are really real for us in Michigan, right? So some of the knowledge of cultural celebratory days um, that may be useful for small business owners, I mean, you know, who are operating perhaps in the Dearborn, Michigan area. We know that's home to the largest Muslim population in the United States on a per capita basis. And, you know, it, businesses that are operating in that area, it may be useful for them, just like we do on the teams and, you know, thinking about are we eating or not eating. They may also want to reflect, you know, in their business operations, those Arab American holidays that are most important to Muslims. Absolutely. And I, I would love to say that awareness of inclusion and diversity is just better for business. 
And when you're thinking about being a small business owner and some of the strategies that we can take away to help build more inclusive environments, I would, would like to highlight maybe just a couple of things that would be helpful. Um, of course, as you enter this space as a small business, I would encourage you to set realistic expectations for yourself, right? Prioritize maybe one or two strategies. Um, and while you're prioritizing those strategies, evaluate how successful they are over time and make any changes necessary, right? The goal is to create sustainable change and know that you may not get it perfect the first time and that's okay. It's important that we stay flexible and adaptable um, to the situations and that we wanna be mindful of trying to be better than what we were before. Um, and of course, as a caution, I would always like to say, you know, committing to too many strategies at once can really lead to a space of feeling overwhelmed or not having the fulfilled outcomes that you're looking for. So even if you feel like you could probably take on five or six different things, start small and build into it. That could be really important for your longevity. During the pandemic, most of us relied on internet shopping. How does an inclusive business environment translate to the web? And what can a small business do to make their services available to everyone? If you're in an e-commerce space or have a website where you're engaging a lot with constituents, you may want to prioritize having a completely accessible website. Um, and that can really help with people who may use assistive devices, such as screen readers for individuals who are part of the deaf, deaf, blind, and hard of hearing community. And it could be really easy. They don't have to be difficult strategies to implement, but you can start by just asking yourself a couple questions like, has alt text been embedded into all of my images on the, on the website? And alt text is specifically an invisible description behind a picture or an image that a screen reader can use to help communicate to people who are using that assistive device exactly what is on the screen that they may not be able to see. Or thinking about, is the language on the site clear and easy to understand? Does it make sense for everyone who would be reading it and are they able to engage? That is so important and it's something that able-bodied people don't often think about. Inclusivity, diversity, and accessibility make it easier for all Michiganders to be small business customers. And this may be a little different of a strategy than what you would use if you were in a brick or mortar or physical location. Um, in that space, you may want to start by just considering how accessible your interests and exits are for, again, people who are engaging that might use an assistive device, in this case, such as a wheelchair, right? You can ask yourself, if I wasn't a fully able-bodied individual, how would I access my door? How would I be able to get in? Or once I'm inside the store, am I able to easily move around? Or am I able to easily see the products that I'm trying to sell? Or, you know, just thinking about it from a space of how everyone can engage. And if you answer no to any of those questions, just think about what some solutions are that could be reasonable for your business model. Maybe it's creating more space in the walkways or maybe just bringing some of your items down to an uh, easier level for people to see. But work towards what makes sense for your business area and then try your best to implement as many of them as you feel comfortable with. That's really great advice to think about their, that person's engagement with your organization from their perspective. Um, I remember when I first engaged with somebody who was visually impaired with working within the Department of Treasury, and I was sending them text messages, and it turns out, you know, they weren't responding to them. They weren't responding to them because, 
you know, that's not a, a format that translates well into their reader software, that they really need an email format and they really need, instead of PDFs, they need PowerPoints and Word documents. And so, I mean, I think it, you don't know that until you get that perspective. And I that idea to really view the organization from that perspective is great advice, Ashley. So thank you so much for setting those realistic expectations and prioritizing just one or two things to begin with. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed and business owners just don't have the time or money to start big. So uh, thank you so much for raising awareness and for giving Michigan small businesses advice on implementing inclusive solutions for their employees while offering better service to their customers. Ashley, I really appreciate all that you do and having your expertise on Treasury Talk. Thank you, Treasury Eubanks. And for this time and opportunity, I hope you all have a good day.